It's all from a- the the chicken alien aliens. The the pilot. We're in for some chop. Wait, what? The Needs. dropship pilot in StarCraft? She says all the same lines that uh, pilot in Aliens says when they're coming down to the planet. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, I'm in the pot. That makes Five. sense. They definitely have. They have the same accent, too. It's it's yeah. like a, great, a straight ripoff. It's, it's good, though. It's Blizzard's homage. Blizzard loves straight ripoffs. Well, they but, they, but but it's in homage form. Like it's Was in, Warcraft in homage form? Or was it in... They didn't give us the rights to make yeah, Warhammer, but, so we're just going to call it Warcraft. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean that's, that, but that's, Starcraft. They didn't have the rights to make Warhammer 40k. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they, all they did was say, "Oh, you don't want to give us the rights? Okay, we'll make a better thing." Oh, it's uh, probably true. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's like I, I mean, can't have, really blame them. Have for that. you played any of the Warhammer games that came out this year? Right. Well, the Warhammer wasn't video games originally. I know. I'm just saying. No, I know. I, as they far tried, as the the uh, sanctity of the Warhammer license. Has not been don't do sanctified guarded. In I would way. be more of like inclined to say what you're saying if they had not gone for the rights and they were just like let's just skirt around. They had, they, they tried to get the rights and they, they were yeah. denied, so they were like well, okay, well, we'll just do something better. The Frozen North, episode ninety five. Episode ninety five. Welcome to the Frozen North. My name, as you all know, <laughs> is Mark. And I'm here alongside my two co-hosts. Hey guys, it's me, Brian, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I've already introduced myself. <laughs> my name is, in fact, Mark. Actually, you know what? I forgot something really important. Howdy, y'all! <laughs> there it is. Hi guys, I'm Tank. Tank is also here. And why are you here, Tank? Uh, I I keep asking myself that mm-hmm. question. I like stay up really late at night, and I like get cold sweats. That's and the question pace we and, should have asked ourselves. You know, yeah. I mean, like, is there a purpose? Is there a meaning? Am I just working to work? Like, I don't, why, why are any of us here? Why is it even? I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it it just I can't answer that question for you right now. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to be here right it's, now. It's a lot to think about. Uh, that's right. You are here for a very special episode of the Frozen North because JJ is gone. Party in the house. And this is going to be one of the sloppiest, most hat-dash episodes you've ever listened hat-dash. to. Haberdashery. Haberdashery. That's, ha- a, that's a pretty slapdash way to say that word. <laughs> 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 we 
<laughs> we got, we're off to a riveting start, everyone. That's right. That's right. Um, you can email us at frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Our website is fngaming.net. Go to facebook.com slash thefrozennorth if you want to yell at us. You can also yell at us on Twitter at fnpodcast. There's a blog that you don't want to go to called Frozen North Podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, we haven't twitched in a while, but it's Twitch TV slash Frozen North Games. You can also find us on YouTube. Just search Frozen North Gaming. And finally, subscribe to and rate us on iTunes. Let us know what you think, mm-hmm. what you like, and everything else this cheat sheet says. Correct. Hey, we're on the internet. We're on the internet now. Yep. All over it. You could also go to google.com. What's or, this? Wait. Or, you know what? Is don't, this new? What's Google? Don't even go to Google. Just click into the search oh, bar at the top. Wait, wait, what's Google? Do you mean Bing? Do you mean Bing? I'm, I'm not sure how offended I should be by that. <laughs> uh, Infoseek. There we go. There it is. Metacrawler. Yeah. Dogpile. Dogpile. This is, in fact, a video game podcast, and in that spirit, I'm going to ask Brian, what have you been playing lately? I have been playing, uh, played and beat Shadows of Mordor. That's a really good one. Really really good. uh, It's good regardless of whether or not you know the lore, but if you actually know, like, the uh, Similarian... Mm-hmm. The, yes, Silmarillion. The Silmarillion. 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 Yes, if you know that book, uh, you know the lore uh, with like uh, some of the more Fainor obscure. And Melkor. Yeah, it, then you'll actually really like. There's a really famous person in the game that you, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but uh, it's fantastic. That game is unreal production value mm-hmm. wise. It really feels like you're uh, traipsing around Mordor, and the the Nemesis system is unreal. Mm. I started playing the uh, some of the DLC, the Bright Lord. Um, I haven't played, played that, that part yet. I'm actually that's I just started, but the thing that's consuming my soul is Legion launched for WoW. Oh, so I've got mm-hmm. my uh, Orc Death Knight Anubis up to 110, and I'm working on the Maw of the Damned. My... So, Aaron, what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I uh, just got World of Warcraft Legion. Oh! Oh! <laughs> no. Boom! Uh, and I actually have not had like I've I think I did thirty minutes. I did like the first intro quest where Dalaran moves to the new zone, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't played it at all since then. I've been playing a little DC Universe Online. Um, kind of stumbled my way back into that. Nice. That's, nice. that's an alright game. It's pretty good. It is what it is. Yeah, it's very much what it is, mm-hmm. and very little else. Yes. Um, but it, it's okay. And uh, I don't know. I've been dipping my toe in and out of. Just a bunch of things. I I have not played many games more than like forty five minutes at a stretch lately. So. That's, that's why would you name it. Why would you name a book a Silmarillion? That's so hard to say because it's <laughs> similar to the Marillion, correct? But different, correct? But it is also different at the same time. Um, Mark, what did, you I interrupted play? you maliciously. Did you have anything else you wanted to no, say? No, literally, I've just been playing WoW yeah. um, and a little bit of the Bright Lord DLC for Shadows of Mordor. Uh, nice. Mark, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing The Witcher 3. I finally decided to jump back in. I got sidetracked because I got addicted to Overwatch. Yes. And then I had mm. to play Silent Hill 2. Correct. Ah, JJ! Ah! <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, so I got back into The Witcher 3 expansion. Uh, oh, whatever it's called. Blood and Blood Wine. Blood and Wine. It's really good. In the great I just, region uh, of Tuisson. I proved mm-hmm. my virtues. Oh, you did. Oh, so you're uh, you're doing the uh, the the night the like the night questing. Yeah, gotcha. Well, oh. I just I, I did a bunch of side quests and I just got back onto the main quest and had a really cool meeting with 
a good friend of Geralt's. I probably shouldn't spoil. Do you remember when I told you how cool that scene was when yeah. you just pick his brain? That's it was really awesome. cool. Yeah, he, he became my favorite character after that. He's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I read the books too. That's added a lot. Yep. But, I um. Oh. I just remembered another thing, and maybe it speaks to the fact that I didn't remember that I played this game. I played about thirty hours of No Man's Sky. <laughs> we're gonna talk. <laughs> I, we're gonna I talk about that. Yeah. It's in my. It's in news. It's in my news. Oh, I, No Man's Sky. I forgot that I played that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and I, oh, I also played a little bit of Overwatch, obviously, but I mm. need to get back into it more. I like that Lucio Ball uh, event yeah. they did. It was pretty fun for the for the Olympics. Like little Rocket League knockoff. I haven't played the new map no, yet. Yeah, the new uh, maps out. Is it cool? I can. Well, I haven't played it. I've been playing WoW. <sighs> uh, my brother says it's really cool. Like it's they're learning. Like the first uh, group of maps are, are cool, and then uh, my brother's played it, says he likes it, and then a couple of my other friends they played it, and they're like, "Yeah, it feels like they're learning how to lay out maps better." Kind of like pacing. the uh, the lore they're tying into some of them too, like the yeah. like this is where like Reinhardt is from this castle, mm-hmm. and like that's where his whole uh, all of his brothers in arms oh, died that, defending that castle. And from that the animated Omics. short with Bastion, mm-hmm. some some crazy artistic stuff right there. Yeah. Their shorts are really good. Yeah. They need to do more of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, Not like the Team Fortress thing where it took five years for them to finish <laughs> that series. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have any reason to, really. Yeah. It was just them being nice. Mark, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Because I'm not a real gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. <sighs> you know you're a real gamer. What the, the problem? I got to nip it in the bud before someone else says The it. problem is, is that you just don't have the drive. That's true. I don't want it uh, You, you got to map it to F, and then you can, uh, then you yeah. can use it. Correct. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Unfortunately, JJ's not here. Fortunately, that means we get to say whatever we want. Well, he told me the other day that uh, he was just getting tired of JRPGs altogether. Really? Um, yeah. He just, I, I remember hearing that. I mean, yeah. I just overheard it. In passing, I mean, I know but... you all know him as like a real big JRPG guy, but you know, he he confided mm-hmm. in me. He's like, man, mm-hmm. I have been playing. As you know, he went to E3 with our our other good correspondent, Brandon. And Brandon's kind of a bro gamer, and they went to uh, play some games there. And one of them they played was like Battlefield One and stuff yep. like that. So I remember him saying, "Like, man, I, I think I'm I'm turning to, into like a modern gamer." He's like, uh, my, "I feel like my nostalgia is waning, and you know I want to play that's starting Call to ring of Duty." A bell. I, I do remember him saying yeah. uh, that he's sick and tired. He said, "I agree, Brian. I'm sick and tired of every JRPG ending with me standing in space." fighting a three-stage boss that transforms mm. constantly. Correct. Yeah, and he, he feels like he might be moving over towards the uh, the bro gamer side of action games. He was playing, uh, he played The Division before he left uh, on his trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he wanted to fire up Destiny. I mean, this is, this <laughs> is fact, our boy. just to show how much he's turned his back on JRPGs, yeah. uh, he's actually the one who suggested we do the top five we're doing today, which yeah. is top five things they should modernize about Final Fantasy VII. Correct. They, they, they should mm-hmm. uh, bring into the, the future fold. Because he said, you know what, JRPGs are dated. It's a decaying genre. Yeah. And they need to update. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Although, ironically, at the same time, he did tell me he's really worried about Final Fantasy fifteen because it seems like it's gone away from its roots completely. Did he, did he actually say that? Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he did. In our chat, we have proof. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying he, he, he doesn't know if he's going to buy any more Final Fantasies after this one. Yeah. Because he paid how much money for it? Uh, four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. No, wait, it was seven hundred and eighty-eight. Yeah, because I remember that eighty-eight was the. He paid seven hundred and eighty-eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, 
for this JRPG, which in the past, JRPGs were a complete package. You yeah. got everything right there, and he doesn't even get the DLC. Yeah, and then, oh, uh, just for everybody listening, uh, he did want to let everybody know that all the arguments we've had in the past, uh, all the episodes, you know, the, the famous ones. <laughs> I uh, remember this. Yeah, he said that, uh, he goes, you know, man, I, I'm d- tired of holding on to this. Brian, you were right about everything. Hmm. So He said... He, he deleted fact, all that hate mail he's been saving. Yes. Up. He he's told me over the years. Yeah, he actually agreed with you every time. He just didn't want to admit it on the air. Exactly, and that, he told me that too. And I said, you know, that's that's big of you, man. I was like, I appreciate that. And and then we uh, we bro hugged, and then he uh, he went on this trip, man. He said, since I'm going to be out of town, I think now's the time to break the news. I'll get a little refresh, correct, and we can start fresh. After These are that. all things that actually happened. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was there for all of them. Yeah, he was. He may not have been always visible, but he was always lurking. So we got some news. Yeah, guys. All right. So wait. Uh-oh. Before we do some news, let's talk about our top five. <laughs> you are off the rails right now. I'm the host, man. I'm the host with the most. <laughs> you know Here's what we're going to talk about. All right, bring us back to reality. Uh, what's your top game of the year so far, Brian? Uh, probably Doom. Um, Overwatch, it, honestly, it's 1A, 1B right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Doom probably takes the cake because of how incredible the campaign was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. Uh, couldn't couldn't gush about that game more. Uh, looked great, felt great. A really good example of how to modernize an old game. That's a challenge to modernize those because yeah, definitely. You know, this is kind of there's the obvious this is changes kinda, that people are tempted to make. Correct. And, and so they did. I kind of want Square. I know they're two different genres, uh, first person shooter and mm-hmm. RPG. But I want them to look at what they did with Doom. Yeah. Um, and they, so they kept the, the, the spirit of doom of how it was back then, but they didn't, they weren't like, well, we should keep, and we'll go into this more in the top five, but they were like, we should keep some dated things right. in the, no, doom didn't do that. They didn't yep. keep any dated things. They just basically said, okay, how do we make this dated like, uh, ammo pickup or health pickup? How do we bring that forward to make it not feel like it's an old exactly. and they, hat? They did such a good job of avoiding that. Like. The, the trap would be just, okay, well, let's make it a two-weapon system, you know, regenerating health, just Call of Duty-ify. Like the make it Halo 2. Right. No, they, they actually looked, you're like, right, you're exactly right. The feeling of Doom is great because you run at a million miles an hour, you have 18 weapons mm-hmm. mapped to, to different keys, they all have alt fires, right. and they're just like, well, let's just take that and just polish it up a bit. Yeah, let's, how, they, they, like, they sat down and they were like, instead of like, let's just make Doom a Call of Duty clone, they were like, how do we take this feature in Doom, bring it forward... And make it so it doesn't feel like it's a dated feature. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, they it's had a map. Design. Yeah, they had a map in there. They had all the secret hidden rooms you could want. And the the eight bit, uh, not the eight bit, uh, but like the classic the Doom, classic Doom levels. Um, levels. And they're super hidden, so you have to really explore, just like in the old Doom. And yeah. it just felt so smartly done. I was like, okay, I am playing a 2016 version of the game I remember playing when I was eight. Right. Yep. I don't so. know the last time I played a game with like auto map and like secret bobbleheads hidden around and just that. That kind of like I will spend an extra hour in this level just poking around because there's some fun little stuff to do, and it's not even just collectibles. There's also like little scripted fights that will happen. Like you pick up this secret collectible that triggers, you know, another wave of demons, and you get a, a cool fight on top of it. And the uh, the melee kills are incredible, like, absolutely so brutal and doom like, just like ripping demons' heads off their shoulders. It's it's perfect. Nice. So yeah. is that your pick for this year as well? It's up there. I've so got, far, I mean. I've got a few on my list here. Um, 
I've got The Witness was incredible. I don't know if any of you guys played The Witness. I've met um, two, but have I not. haven't. It's fantastic. I mean, it's just very thoughtful. Um, it's such a different pace from Doom, obviously. And it's a puzzle game that gives you zero... There's no hand-holding. There's no tutorial. There's just You'll get an easy puzzle that introduces you to the idea of the puzzle. And they just get progressively harder. Um, and by the end, you're getting like eight or nine different elements mixing in and by the end of it it's just incredibly complicated puzzles but you know you've done so many of them and it's taught you so well along the way that you're like oh i i understand what this so it's like brain grid. training yeah uh, but the the art and the there's like a little subtle story in there as well that's really great mm-hmm. um i've also got overwatch uh stardew valley was amazing everyone's gushing about that one yeah so good for that Harvest Moon kind of feeling. Dark Souls 3 mm-hmm. is pretty good. I didn't finish it, but I liked it a lot. The new Ratchet Clank. And uh, Job Simulator. Ooh, Boom. Job yeah. Simulator. That VR game in there. Mm-hmm. Boom. So much fun in Job Simulator. Yeah. yeah. Job that's Simulator my... is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Overwatch, I'm really tempted to say that's my top game of the year because it's amazing. It's like, oh, it's just Team Fortress 2 from Blizzard. No. No, that's, it's that's, its own thing. Yeah, it's being yeah. a little disingenuous. It's, it's really incredible. That's what I thought when I, like, when it first came out. If you were to ha- just, if somebody said, uh, "Elevator, pitch me," the game that would be the go-to is like, "Hey, uh, it's right. a spin on Team Fortress from it's like the really reductive way yeah. to describe it." Correct, but it's so much more than that. As definitely, so many more characters for one. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Tw- twenty-two now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bunch. The, I, the new, the new character Anna is. It's a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. And not a single character feels like another. And that's no. another... Uh, They're all super distinct. Yeah. And they look and play and like visibly distinct, too. It's not mm-hmm. hard to distinguish yep. anyone. Yep, it's very very fantastic. But I, I think I have to go with Blood and Wine, just because I'm, I've am i become a complete Witcher fanboy. Mm. That would be my number one if... I'm kind of... Because it, it feels like a real game. Honestly, let's be real. It's a 22-hour campaign. Yeah. Uh, that's more than most games. A lot of developers uh, would sell that for so 60 it's, bucks. It's definitely on my list. I just uh I, I want to give it obviously the Witcher 3 everybody knows is the game of the decade for me. I there's mm-hmm. not I don't know if there's going to be a game that it's my game of all time, my favorite game of all time and so far the my favorite game of uh, this decade. And I don't know if it's going to ever change. So I mean it, it usurped Mass Effect, guys. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's saying something. And I like sci-fi. I prefer sci-fi to high fantasy. So it gives you uh, all mm. you need to know about yeah. how good The Witcher 3 is, and Mark knows. And they're working on a sci-fi game. I know, they I are. know, it's That's crazy. Exciting, too. Mm-hmm. But I think we can both agree The Witcher world is just something about it. Yeah, it's special. Mm-hmm. Even when Sapkowski comes out and says... <laughs> he's, uh, he's not a fan. It gave him... I don't, I to just, to I don't, PGify I, it, it gave him crap and gas. <laughs> I don't think he uh, is quite on board with the modern uh, video game... He's a he's an old curmudgeon, uh, just like you'd imagine. Uh, he's a just because you're a brilliant exactly. Just because you're a brilliant writer yeah. doesn't mean you have to be like and it's 68 guys. I think a right. lot of times, yeah, I think a lot of times you you think of a, a writer that that really moves you, and you think, oh, he's probably a great person, and I'd get along with him. Right. Not necessarily. Yeah. Right. He just wrote a really good story. Never meet mm-hmm. your heroes. Right. <laughs> Correct. If this is the guy that created Geralt, yeah, I'm not going to expect him to be all lovey dovey. Lovey dovey. Yeah, exactly. Right. But uh, any any other thoughts about? best games of the year so far uh i want to talk to you when you beat blood and wine uh i can't I, wait i feel dude the ending the little ending fight scene i'm not going to say anything else about that I, I had my jaw on the floor like i'll just put it to you this way 
I do not ever want to mess with a high vampire. Ever. <laughs> ever. Awesome. It's like, I was like, my jaw, I, I had to like put my drool back in my mouth. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, with that, we're going to go on and talk about the news now. Hi, guys. This is the news talk now. Yay. Hello, news talk. Hi, I'm news talk now, and here's your news. <laughs> All right, so uh, last podcast, I got really giddy about uh, EA possibly remastering uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. With this podcast, I'm here to say that they've kind of poo-pooed that. Doesn't mean they're not, they're not doing it, but uh, the quote was basically, uh, to, to paraphrase, eh, we could do it. But we don't really want to, and we're going to look to the future. We have better things to do. Correct. So, I mean, again, it's just that push and pull. They're kind of, mm-hmm. I think it's just their kind of way of keeping Mass Effect in the in the news headlines because they have Andromeda that's still in the wings. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. I'm kind of disappointed uh, to get my hopes up. They might as well wait another console cycle. Agree. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect 1 still looks pretty nice on yeah, PC. Yeah, con- con- considering. Um, yep. I agree. So, anyway... My hopes are dashed again, but I'm still hopeful for Mass Effect Andromeda, so mm. you can't We'll too, see. So. I was surprised we'll how little of that they showed at E3. I was thinking, because it's coming out within the next, what, six, eight months? Yeah, it's very true. Um, might see a delay or two in that one, probably, yeah. just based on yeah. the, the track record. Um, oh, and so you guys know about the whole PlayStation 4 Slim debacle, right? Mm-hmm. Debacle? Okay, so Sony... Lately, they have this whole thing where, so... Like state secrets. This has been the leakiest couple years I've ever remembered it's in the crazy. video game world. It's like they, it's like they have, like, a, they're a bag of, like, with the goldfish, and there's just that thousands of holes in there, just water. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like their intent to keep things secret is stronger than ever. Right, so, and they're keeping secrets about the weirdest stuff. Um, every, I'm not just talking about Sony, but everybody. So here's my mm-hmm. kind of, like, analysis of it. So Sony has this weird thing. When they get something leaked, they just don't say anything. Right. They just literally go. <laughs> so the PlayStation 4 Slim probably got leaked by a PlayStation 4 employee. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually has it and have been like uploaded all kinds of pictures. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the PS4 Slim. Like, yeah. like no someone design. sold I've, it I've on not whatever UK Craigslist. Or Cra- it was like a, sold on, a, on a, like a, one of those backwater uh, selling sites. It's legit, this PS4 Slim. Sony has said literally not one word about that. No, that's funny. It's hilarious because why, why even keep that secret? Why not just be mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, yeah, the PS4 Slim's coming. Isn't that exciting? They're just like, you, yeah. of course we're making a PS4 Slim. Right. It, it kind of makes me wonder, like, stop keeping secrets. Just stop doing it. Well, because what they're planning, I mean, obviously, because the, the news that leaked about the Neo, where there was that, like, technical document. Correct. Like, that's, by I think mid October, any game that comes out has to meet Neo specs, mm-hmm. which means like they're targeting release sometime around then. Mm-hmm. Which means PSX is next week, the seventh, and that's the rumor. that's when they're going to talk about it. But like, there's this loop the last few like E3s and every big conference where they get out there and they're like, "Well, you guys already saw our big announcement, <laughs> yeah. so the, here's our big announcement." The big rumor about the Slim exactly was that they were going to be like, "Hey." This is the slim, and it's on shelves now, right? Because it's it's ready. Like if that 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 thing the guy sold, it's working. It's ready. It's le- and it's legitimately it's like a, a boxed, packaged product, correct? And, like, yeah. <laughs> so the, I think their whole thing was at their little conference. They were going to be like, "Hey guys, introducing the PS4 Slim. You can pick it up today." But but we all instead know that instead of saying just like instead of just having a statement like, "Yep, that's the PS4 Slim. We had this plan." They're just mm-hmm. not saying a word. It's weird. I hope they just. Pretend like it's a surprise. Yeah. There's like, oh, guys, did you know we were making <laughs> Look at this. Amazing. Yeah, we've seen that. 
I want them to be like super excited about it and just <laughs> pretend like it never pretend got... it never happened. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the leaks continue, and that was the big uh, the big PS4 Slim debacle. Um, the next one is a little survey um, discussion about: Are you returning to WoW? I know. Uh, I know Tank is. Mm-hmm. I know I have. I, I had been off for like eight months before this. I had actually yeah. canceled my subscription for the first time in about like six years. Yeah, like I just kept it. And even if I wasn't playing a bunch, I kept it running. Kept but it I finally running. canceled it because like, eh. it was literally thirteen months without a single update. Oh yes, the, the uh, Warlord like that Drainer. Cut, the, dra- the drought at the end of Drainer was literally yeah. thirteen months long. That was bad. Um, Lost a lot of subscribers. So I got back in just in time to finish my legendary quest line, and yeah, kind of getting too. back in. Um, Legion dropped. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, the opening like uh, scenario where you, like get to the burning aisles, like the cutscene there is incredible. And there are much more cutscenes throughout the game uh, in Legion, and they're all the same production value. Just really, really good. And Mark mm-hmm. should play. I was gonna think about playing, and then I heard Tank played forty five minutes and just stopped. Yeah, so. I, I've I've been really busy lately. I've had a bunch eh, of stuff going on. Um, you say you were busy, but if it was really good, <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to stop. So I'm going to just not play it. Don't do that. You should, the, the, the narrative stuff, like, if you want to get it and, like, just enjoy, like, the narrative is so much better now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a, like, boost to level 100 with a new account right now, right. too. So you can just, like... Right there. <sighs> what a curmudgeon. MMO, yeah. I'm always, not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. Always poo pooing a great game. They, um, they if, just, if calling me a curmudgeon was ever gonna change my mind, <laughs> <laughs> they just uh, mentioned a new feature that they're adding uh, called class trials. Yes, um, where you can basically it's it's outside of your character. It's just a menu you go to, and you can play a level 100 character of any class and in like a little play. like a little scenario, and just be like, oh, I I kind of like how a shaman plays at level 100. Maybe I'll, I'll make one of those. It's really really smart feature because mm-hmm. you don't never know how a class is going to play at max yeah. level. Until it's like you, you, you get devote there. 20 hours to leveling up a class. And oh, you know I what? Know. I hate this max <laughs> level rotation. It's dumb. It's I hit dumb. one button. So that's smart. You should try it out, Mark. Nah. Nope. Nope. That's Pass. all right. I forgive you because you do. Uh, you and I do share the Witcher Three love. Yes. Mm. And segue. Speaking of the Witcher Three, if you guys are planning on playing it again or uh, have hopes to be getting the Witcher Three, if you've heard all the hype and you are late to the game, give it a few. Uh, they are coming out with their Game of the Year edition, mm. so I would recommend picking up that. Comes with all the DLC, uh, which is <laughs> substantial. Uh, take it from me and yeah. Mark. It's uh, worth it. The DLC is 35 hours, yeah, probably. Yeah, both combined. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and if you already own the game, uh, they are going to be coming out with a major patch as well. So they're not done updating that thing. They're going to do a lot of bug fixes, a lot of, uh, like, uh, you know, tweaks and performance tweaks and all that stuff and fun stuff for you. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I might play it again. Here, probably not. What's in, that make? That'd be my third time. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, fun. Now, we're going to talk about the real meat of the news. So, who knows about what's going on with No Man's Sky? Uh, I do. I know what I saw in your notes. Yeah. So, you guys know about all the refunds that are going on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Mm. And me, I think we got into a pretty big debate about where the where the blame falls. Yeah. Um, and here's my here's my honest opinion. I'll let you guys say it too. My honest opinion is number one, the biggest the biggest fault of it is us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, that's number one. 
is it, we let the hype cycle run. Get, like we get on the bike and pedal. Right. It's uh, definitely on on us as consumers to tamper your expectations when people are promising vague promises. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, let's not forget that there are interviews straight up with the one of the creators saying things that aren't in the game. Oh yeah, which that is also a huge person to blame, and not just him. But anybody doing the marketing, saying things that were going to be features in the game that they weren't. And then now to compound the issue, they haven't said anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, They haven't said, hey, look, we wanted those features in the game. (laughs) They are on the way. It's networking mistakes. We're just having networking problems. So the whole issue with me is the the vagary created the hype because we filled in the blanks. I I was very much a part of that hype. Mm -hmm. I I actually... did a like a last minute like after the couple, the second delay I did like a, a, a about face I was like no I canceled yeah. my pre order and I was mm-hmm. like okay this is scaring me now um, I was like I, I've let the hype seep into my brain and it was because of all the vague promises right but then and so okay look they're marketing a game and I get it Sony's probably like you can't you can't rein it in yeah because we want as many people to buy it as possible however what I, where I do have huge fault in both Sony and in Hello Games is after all this stuff was discovered, they kept saying, oh, well, it's, you know, servers are overstressed. Like, no, you got caught. Just be like, hey, look, we, here's You actually the can't line. do that. That's w- what they should have said. Yeah, yeah. You, hey, you, you actually, I'm sorry. You could do that if everything was... <laughs> right, they should have said, hey, we're really sorry. We didn't expect, you know, because they lied. They did. He did. Yep. He, he straight up lied. And he, that should have been a, something that he addressed and said, look... Uh, we were really wanted to incorporate that feature, but it just we didn't have the the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the th- here's the things that kind of got scrapped in our in our plan. Instead, they've just been kind of committing sepak sepuku sepuku. Yeah, kind of just going down that tunnel of like, well, it's just like you know how when a liar's caught, they just double down on the lie. It's kind of what they're doing. Mm. So it just sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks. What do you guys think? I want to hear you guys's. The way I see, I definitely agree that it is. It's the consumers share a mm-hmm. big portion of the blame because, like you said, we we perpetuate the hype cycle. We have all the people on message boards, mm-hmm. you know, talking about like this is going to be the only game I ever like. Someone I, I saw a comment. Someone's like, I literally just sold all of my consoles, all of my games because No Man's Sky is going to be the only game I will ever play for the rest of my life. Well, that was the stupidest like, thing he ever right, did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, but like that's because that's the like the cycle of hype that we let ourselves get embroiled in, and like we just it's never once paid off, right? Like if there were ever a single case where we could point to, yeah, this game had the hype and it was so yeah. worth it. You know what? But The Witcher Three is the best game I've ever played. Yeah, I'm not going to sell all my games right. and only play The Witcher Three. Yeah, right. you know, because a hundred hours, you're done. You know, I well, okay, three hundred hours, yeah. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, like it, it's it's ridiculous the expectations and the excitement we let ourselves get caught up in with that stuff, yeah. and it's a big part of it, I think even more than like Hello Games is I think Sony and they're like because they're marketing and they need that hype train and they do and that's why and I the the issue with like Hello Games being like what it was three guys originally mm-hmm. and they'd done two small that were pretty well received like people love joe danger and they're yeah. like they were good games they were fun but they were small projects right. and because and they grew to like what 15 by the time the game came out right so they're a very small very inexperienced studio 
with AAA development. So for him, he doesn't have the like the media training. He doesn't have the savvy to how to go up there and set expectations. He doesn't like, and he definitely you know Sony should have reined him in. They should but have, but they didn't. I have the feeling Sony probably egged him on more than anything. I, I agree. Oh, yeah. Like because they need that. They want that excitement. And that, that's also kind of like the the uh, the the struggle that just exists in the game industry. It's a business yeah. with. E3 and mm-hmm. you always uh, have Penny to have Arcade. a bigger headline than your last one. You All do. the everybody wants to go to E3 and see incredible stuff, mm-hmm. and there's so much pressure on the studios to produce something just to show someone a two minute right. clip that well, looks like, that, like something they've never seen before. <laughs> there's it happens that, every year. Yeah, they have a they have a game that looks so incredible, and then by the time it comes out next year, it's nothing like what you well, saw. The video that they someone put out a, a couple weeks after the game came out, I and mean, it was like the E3 2014 or 2013 yeah. gameplay trailer quote-unquote gameplay trailer it was like it's gorgeous it's everything you dreamed it was going to be like big brontosauruses and mountains exactly. and like huge view distances and it cuts to the the jank that came out with oh, this I love like it. derpy looking t-rex thing like with blurp, the blurp, 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 yeah <laughs> well I'm the like, reason that happens is because we lap it up yeah we, I mean, we want it and i and i don't like there's a ton of people on the internet right like if you look at sean murray's twitter account like people are savaging him i know and, and it's it's excessive to a point and i like i don't you can't think that they were intentionally lying right like they weren't they weren't like going out there and like being like we're gonna lie and we're gonna make a ton of money and then we're just gonna like let everyone like they i i firmly believe they, li- they, they i would agree with you I they over promised and then they let it get away from i them. would right and i believe that they intended to deliver what they promised you and they just i don't think that like i said not not to clear them of blame right but that they they did not have the experience and the savvy to rein that back in. I would agree with you on that statement. Unfortunately, I don't. If they had, after caught with all the stuff they said not being in there, been like, well, look, here, we're this is what happened. I'm sorry. But instead, they've, they've doubled down on it. Mm. So no, now, now it feels like... mishandled it. Now, now, now it feels like, to me, that they're like, like, oh, God, how do we salvage this? Like, no, you, you can't yeah. salvage this. You need to say... Own up. And I think a part up. of that comes to, though, also then the Sony involvement, because Sony funded such a big part of this, so they're tied into it. If it were just... If this were a Hello Games independent project, yes. I guarantee you they would have done that. Like, they would have backpedaled. They would have apologized. They would have done all of this. But Sony's like, no, you can't go out there and say that... You know, because if you say you lied, that means Sony lied. That's yeah, like now true. our brand. Like, so you've got. Sony. Well, and they want they want to be like, look, the PlayStation Four can run. There was a this um, game that has a hundred million right. universes in it, and there was a Reddit <laughs> AMA um, not long before the game came out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the, the screen locked. So I was waiting for it to come back to make sure it didn't kill the recording. But there was a Reddit AMA like not long before the game came out, maybe a week or so, and someone asked him a couple questions about like, like you know, you've been really vague lately. Like we're not getting many details lately, um, and he was like, "Well," his answer was basically like, "You know, sometimes when you're involved with a big corporation, there's a lot of NDAs and there's a lot of things you wish you could say to people right. that you just can't, no matter how right it would be to say them." And I think that's kind of the closest he's come to being like, "I I want like." There's things I wish I could say that I just cannot legally say. And I remember reading that AMA, and I feel like he was just kind of trapped. Yeah, but he's just over his head, you know. Yeah, he, he and he, had, he said in an interview early on he went from like the guy who made a three person right. tiny game to the biggest name in games. I know. No, but the good news is is that the technology exists. And somebody said it. Uh, there are two quotes I want to I want to uh, bring up. One I don't remember who said this. Uh, um, I think it was one of the reviewers said uh, it. It's like. 
a tech demo for a bigger game. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look at this part of the space sim part that yeah. we've got going. It's going to be attached to this huge. Who is that? That's Rich Evans. And they also had another one. They also said uh, so. That same uh, those same guys on uh, previously recorded said mm-hmm. this game was a uh, like a town theater production mm-hmm. that got. Uh, advertised as a Hollywood blockbuster. Yep. Right. That's exactly... So you're expecting, like, Academy Award-winning acting and, like, the best special effects ever, and it comes out on this... These, there's these just no-names on stage that are just doing this for fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened. And, I mean, not to say that it's a bad game, because, like I said, I spent 30 hours in it, and I I, you know, I enjoyed the time. I'm definitely... But, like, by the end, I'm like, okay, I'm... Like, every, every planet I went to was definitely unique and there's distinct right. things and i did see a few i'm like okay that's really cool there's mm-hmm. some really cool like individual moments that's part of why i've like i just stopped the game because i'm like if they are going to keep working on it like they say and so. they say they're going to keep updating and they're going to keep refining like, i could yeah. see maybe a year down the line like okay we overhauled the engine yep. we were able to get those things we wanted to work the way we thought they would that'd be fantastic or you know? the uh la noir thing will happen yeah they'll just go out of business right? yeah yeah it sucks, man, that they got consumed. You know, Sony just kind of was like gobbled them up, and ca- casualties uh, mm-hmm. of of that is Hello Games. But yeah, anyway, it's a huge it's a huge deal, and it sucks too because Hello Games, like their name, is going to be tarnished by this for a long time. Oh, very much. So. If like they said, like get out from underneath Sony and do another like five person game that's amazing, then they can probably get some. Like, yeah. even then, it's going to be hard for them to overcome. I completely this. agree. It, it sucks for them. It does. They got consumed. Sony basically clamped down on them and, and kind of a casualty of, of the business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Made a deal with the devil. Pretty much. That's kind of how it feels. Uh, but h- here's the good news. Um, I don't pre-order games. I used to. I don't. Uh, no the only to. The only pre-order, the only pre-order I've done in the past five years was Uncharted 4, and the only reason I did that was because Naughty Dog had a track record of yep. fantastic games yeah. and if they had burned me out i'd been like okay i'm never pre-ordering a game again uh but i did pre-order um, uncharted 4 based on the faith that one two and three were fantastic so right. maybe this game will finally shock some people into going oh i should probably not pre-order yeah. games. <laughs> although i feel like we have that conversation every time people we, get burned by pre-orders we do but not i don't think the burning has been this wide in this big yeah, this is probably the biggest derailment of the hype train to date. To you date. Know, massive loss of since life. Spore. And since Spore, yeah. Yeah, it's on Spore. This might be bigger than Spore. I, don't I know. think it is. Uh, it is bigger than Spore because Spore actually was pretty well fleshed also, out. Also, plus when Spore came out, the hype machine did not exist the way it does now. We did not have the social media structures for yeah. it to, to crash upon. I want to defend Spore here for a second. Okay. Everything, solid. everything they said you could do, you could do. You just couldn't do anything else. Right. <laughs> so they were like, we said exactly what you could do. Oh, we couldn't fill in the gaps, though. <laughs> yep. Spore was okay for exactly what it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's the big piece of news. And uh, did you guys have any news you wanted to share? Uh, there was one. Uh, it's happened in the last couple of days. I don't know if like the the survival early access genre. I don't know, it's big right now with Rust and Don't Starve. And, and Arc, and Arc mm-hmm. is the big one here. Because a lot, of, I have I've never played Ark. I'm not a huge fan of, of the genre myself. I'm not. Um, yeah. I don't. Mark, you played Rust. Rust and is stuff really like cool. That. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that style of game, and it's an early access. It has been for a couple of years now. Um, they released paid DLC Ooh. for the game. The game itself is thirty bucks, and it's on sale right now for fifteen mm-hmm. because it's early access games go on sale a bunch. Mm-hmm. The DLC is fifteen dollars. Wow. So Oof. the game's not even out yet, 
it's still in early access and it's just it sparked this huge discussion amongst the whole you know everyone who's playing this game of like like their ratings on steam have plummeted oh yeah um because like well the game's not done yet but somehow it's done enough that you can charge us charge more. for additional content like shouldn't this effort have gone into completely the game that we're game. we're in the process of paying for an unfinished game like and the, the fact that you can even steam will allow you to sell dlc <laughs> for an early access game which i guess the some of them sell soundtracks and whatnot so the gotcha. tools are there for that but yeah it's just kind of a whole uh debacle there of that does... and kind of this discussion of early access as a model of like what the heck i don't know i don't know man it feels like early access is being used now for a uh like hey this game's early access meaning there's gonna be stuff wrong with it but that's because that's early access right it's, just, it's yeah. an excuse to get away with selling an unfinished game correct like but it, hey it, we it, said early access it started with minecraft because minecraft was in alpha for right. so long mm-hmm. but it was a really good game in alpha and like yeah. minecraft was like in active development until even until and after it actually yeah. like was quote-unquote released yep yeah, uh, no, I I've, I read a little bit about the arc debacle and and but it's good on the 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 community for for shunning that type of behavior. Yeah, yeah, because that's going to teach companies that that's not acceptable. That, I mean, that's what's happening right now is is companies are game game modern gaming is changing, so companies are reaching out trying to grab them. They're getting their hand bit, so they're like, okay. I mean, that, that's the nature of businesses, Correct. right? Yeah, like businesses' job is to find the limits of what they, can, they can do can to make money. Yeah, and that's that's their right. That's their job is exactly. to do that. But the job of the consumer is to say, like, no, like, no, you're reaching a little yep. too far into my pocket. Like, yep. get your hand out of there. Yep. When someone's being evil, don't reward them. Yeah. Correct. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Even if you really like that skin. Yeah. Yep. I just got a text. Okay. What's that? It's a text from JJ. Hey, he JJ. Said, he JJ. wanted me to reiterate that. He's done with JRPGs and they're dead to him. Yeah. But he's really worried that Final Fantasy XV has strayed too far from being a JRPG. Okay. Yeah, it has. That's all. That was that was the whole text. Yeah. He he just he doesn't feel like nostalgia is a, a a valid excuse to call a game good. Yep. Yeah. But also, FF15 better be. <laughs> yeah. Up to the nostalgia standards. Yeah. Exactly. He said he really wanted me to emphasize the contradictory opinions he's sharing here. Gotcha. Okay. I, you know what? The thing is, though, he's, this, is his, this is his, like, his series, so he's really conflicted, right? Hmm. Yeah. So he doesn't know what he's saying. He's kind of belligerent at the point. Wait. Hold on. There's one more thing. He said, uh, whatever Brian is saying, he's right. Yeah. Well, I, we already remember I talked about earlier on the show that he, Mia Culpa, and all the uh, arguments we mm-hmm. had on the show in the past that mm-hmm. uh, we just kind of ended or just, you know, we had to move on. He just admitted that all those were... So if you listen to those episodes, uh, I'm right in all of those. Yes. Except for when you disagreed with me. That, yeah, uh, yes, correct. He, he said you were wrong about uh, 108 characters being too many. But, uh, but you were right about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I was trying to sneak that in there. All right, but 108 is too many characters. Uh, see, JJ disagrees, and so do I. Okay, deal. Uh, what do you think? 108. I, I think 108 is definitely a lot of characters. Is it know? too many for a game though? It, it, it depends on how well those characters are handled. Like if those are but 108 really good well. characters, <laughs> then I mean, I can't even make a sense this year. <laughs> the most best, the it, most best handled. 108 of the most best characters would be pretty solid, you know? I would, I would enjoy that. Yeah. I'm just saying I prefer the uh, sweet spot of, like, the Mass Effect level of characters. You know, you've got in between your... Yeah, I understand your incorrect opinion. <laughs> uh, JJ also says that Europe smells bad. That, yeah. Oh, he's in... Uh, where, do you want to say where he's at? I don't know where he is. 
Holland. somewhere in Holland. Europe. Holland. Holland. The land of the Dutch. Yes. Deutschland. Oh. No, it's Germany. Oh. <laughs> tricked me. <laughs> what? And with that awkward pause, <laughs> it is now time for us to talk about the top five things the FF7 remake needs to update. Yep. And this includes things that we already know it's doing. Like, we're going to say stuff that... Oh, and uh, yeah, and I, I, after, so just, he wanted to, JJ wanted to submit a list. So after I do mine, <laughs> I'm going to just going to really briefly explain what JJ wanted to change. Just so he's kind of has a voice in here. Mm-hmm. So uh, just FYI. So mine will be a little bit uh, shorter. I'll keep mine shorter just so that we can get JJ's in there as well. Cool. Let me go to uh, the internal page here. I didn't make notes, so this is going to be a little rough. Uh, did anyone else have any honorable mentions? I had one that I was like, yeah, I want to mention it, but um, no, I don't think. I think the ones I have on here pretty much encompass everything I'd, I'd, I'd want. My, my honorable mention, I know some of you guys have this on your list, so I won't go into it. It's just modern production values because it's going to happen. You know, like it has to happen. It need, we need it. It's it's See, I didn't the point rate, of it. I didn't so. rate my top five by what's like obvious I, I rated my top five by what needs to happen even yeah. if it's even if it's 100 yeah. percent going no, to happen i had five things I, I thought should happen more so yeah um so they, they are I, more uh, important wanted to represent some things that aren't going to get mentioned but i think definitely the, the graphics overhaul and the, the production value coming into modern standards is is great go for it so i want to let brian start okay I'll do my number five, then I'll do JJ's quick number five, and then we'll go on. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, my number my number five is no world map at all. Don't need a world map. Uh, those are products of hardware limitations in older games. They basically were saying, "Hey, how do I make a world seem big when I only have you know this many bits to add to it?" Mm-hmm. So like, well, we have to basically condense everything into some wonky world map where the character is as big as the town, and it just pulls me out of the uh, immersion of it. So. I would prefer just to be open, an open world with maybe big, huge levels with, you know, I'll, I'll accept like loading into a different area, mm-hmm. but I don't need a world map. Please don't do a world map like the, the games back of old are. There's just no need for it. Um, there's, if you want to play Final Fantasy VII with a world map, go play Final Fantasy VII, the original, right? I'm going to rebut McIntyre here in a little bit. Well, J, so JJ's number five is, uh, also he does not want world maps. He hates them too. So his number five is the same as mine. Uh, no world maps, and he he also wants to point out that if we could add a little bit more like hot rodding on the car, maybe some like uh, big pipes, like yeah. kind of like Gears of War style, where like they're like kind of just manly, you know, for you know? sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's JJ's number five is uh, no world maps and also a little bit more like you know bro manly a- uh, attitude to it. What about you, Tank? Uh, I have a number five um, modern action combat system, but uh, that appears on some other lists, so we'll mm-hmm. talk about that <laughs> in a minute. My number five is fleshed out extraneous gameplay. What do I mean by that? Well, completely contrary to what Tank's going to say later on on his list, one of the things I really like about Final Fantasy VII is the interruptions you get throughout the course of the game. Because JRPGs go to a town, have some cutscenes, fight some guys, fight a boss, go to another town, right. rinse and repeat mm-hmm. over and over again until you're done. I liked that there was weird stuff that would happen. Like, you'd have to try and march uh, in formation. Yep. You'd yeah. have to do CPR. You'd have to, even though it's stupid, you'd have to snowboard. There were, like, some pacing breaks. Right. There was, there was, I, I like, a thing you haven't I done I loved before. most of those. Yeah. <laughs> I so, wonder which one you did. Obviously, it needs to be better than, like, a crappy mid-'90s arcade game. <laughs> but 
I, I do think that they need to have those breaks because they add a lot of charm to the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, seeing some more, uh, especially some more variety in those would yes. be would be cool. Okay. Um, okay, so my number four, I don't think, I, it's not really on anybody else's list, so uh, please, please, please try and tame down the uh, classic JRPG ending. Um, this this seven had the, the same as every other JRPG uh, where it gets super metaphysical and how I describe that Floating is, rocks in space. I just hate that. It just takes, like, especially when you keep a game grounded it, like, like it is throughout most of the game. I mean, there's some cool, like, awe-inspiring stuff like the weapon the uh, weapons that emerge from the mm-hmm. crater there's some cool stuff in there but when you get like completely metaphysical and just ridiculous it completely takes me out of the experience i'm like oh okay this is the part where uh we're floating and there's a bad guy who doesn't make any sense now uh if they could just do like a more grounded version of that ending yeah uh, maybe make it more make more sense to my brain uh that would be great and then uh, so jj's number four uh <laughs> He really wants the guy, the guy that he's watched King's Glaive and he watched um, the, the the shorts that they had for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a little bit too skinny. He wants the guy the the characters to be a little bit more beefcake, like ah. uh, you know, oh, kind of rippling muscles. Right, with, like, right. Uh, Wait, is JJ's list what he wants out of Final Fantasy fifteen? No, no, the the Why do why you talk about? He King's just wants Glaive? Some, he wants Cloud to look a little yeah, more WWE. You know how, oh, you know how JRPG gotcha. characters are a little bit too skinny. Yes. He wants a little bit more uh, Cloud Strife as played by John Cena. Thank you. And maybe Sephiroth, you add like uh, uh, Kevin Nash or something. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, now it makes sense. I understand what JJ's saying now. Okay, thank you. Okay, so he just wants a little bit more like some of that, you know, do you even lift, bro kind of mm-hmm. mentality in the game, uh, especially with the character. What about design. Barrett? Barrett's pretty. He is. He can remain. Uh, JJ said that, that Barrett's kind of the model that he wants to uh, sure. kind of, you know, throughout the. But maybe make Barrett a foot taller. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's his number four. Uh, I guess I'd describe his number four as uh, get more bro, bro. Solid. Get cool. more bro, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, a little more subtle environmentalism in the story. Maybe just some some gentler handling of the story overall, which I think is kind of on your list as well, yeah, Mark. It's similar. So uh, we'll, we, yeah, we'll discuss of. that a little more in detail. Uh, that's your number three? That was or my four. number four. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute. My number four is modernize the world map. Mm-hmm. And why do I want to keep the world map instead of creating an open world game? I'm with you on this one, Mark. Because it's not going to happen. Because Final Fantasy VII, the plot requires it to be a global setting. And you're not going to create a believably large globe that's also an open world. True. In 2016, just being honest here. We, we've had games that create like a country. Sure. Like a small country, very small country. Which usually, though, in that case, it's like maybe Assassin's Creed style. It's like three big cities exactly. and some countryside. True. I mean, we've had The Witcher, which was, what, 60 square miles or something? Something big. Yeah, I, I get we've what you're had, saying. Uh, we've had the Just Cause games, which are like 500 square miles. But even mm-hmm. that's not really So how do you modernize a world map? How do you water, mo- modernize? Well, how do you modernize <laughs> it? How do you modernize a world map? <laughs> Here's how you modernize it. Have okay. you played Final Fantasy Type-0? I haven't yet. I haven't either, but I've seen JJ play it, and that's where I got the idea. Okay. Uh, it's ba- Basically, it's the exact same concept as the old world map. Mm-hmm. It's like a simplified scale where you're you're bigger than you would be on the map. But it doesn't need to be the case that Cloud is as tall as Shinra Tower. Right. It doesn't have to be that exaggerated. You can have Shinra Tower still be pretty big, and like when you're close to Midgar, it, I guess. it fills the screen. The, I don't agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. The thing I would especially like is 
I, I don't want what we had in Final Fantasy X, where yeah. you go to the you teleport to the airship and then you just pick where you want to go from right. a list. Yeah, that would suck. Like like Final Fantasy X, I liked in general, but like not having any kind of of world linking thing where it's like you can like see here's the entire world below me and I can like freely move around. Yeah. What if what if they had that but when you click to go to a place it actually had a little cutscene of you exp- uh, like seeing where no, you're going. No, I wouldn't even like the, like to me that's one of the things like you nost- I guess and maybe because we're harkening to nostalgia I don't know if that's maybe the best argument but hmm. I think it's essential one of the things the of, plot of Final Fantasy 7 because it's so much about the yeah. planet. And I think one of the even okay. As a Final Fantasy element, like the moment when you get the airship, yeah. and can like freely explore the open world, exactly, is like such and a big moment in a Final Fantasy game. I want to say, if it was, if we lived in a fantasy world <laughs> where they could spend like five, ten years creating a gigantic sure. globe-sized I get open it. world, mm-hmm. that would be my choice. It's I just not going to happen. No, I, 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 I kind of see what you guys are saying. You do need to kind of like, have all the. We need to have the middle and, ground between yeah. the open world. I and definitely with having like a larger scale than it is in the classic Larger game. scale, more detail. Yeah. Um, maybe you can work in some more extraneous elements throughout the True. world map, yeah. like I, I traveling see vendors that. Maybe and whatnot a, a middle that you can ground. interact with. But exactly. having, having something there to tie it all together would be Agreed. essential. Okay, you know what? I, I like that. It, it, it's, uh, it's not exactly what I want, but it's a middle ground, and I think that's what they need to go for. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's kind of like Doom. You know, you got to modernize, yeah. but you don't, you don't want to throw the babies out with the bathwater. Got it. So. Mm-hmm. Those babies. Mm. Those babies. Okay, who's that? Throwing the babies out with the bathwater keeps again? the doctor yeah. away. We're all talking about this. this is Tank, this is your number four. Uh, but Mark and I have the same one. Uh, we want them to expand carefully mm-hmm. and smartly on the plot. Yes. Um, obviously, there are other things in here uh, that we're going to talk about later that they're going to need to add, uh, yeah. like voice acting. So you're going to need to have a lot. There's a lot more context that can be... Um, derived from voice acting rather than text let's go with the blunt explanation here first if you had a printout of the script of final fantasy 7 and you compared it to the script of a modern game it's going to be paltry true yeah very true especially if you take out the stuff that's just like little like here's a little side side character if it's just the you know the a the point a to point b of the the main plot line is very straightforward there's gonna be there's gonna be more dialogue there's gonna be more characterization Mm -hmm. but what i personally don't want to lose is the simplicity of the mystery elements in the game. Yeah. Agreed. Like Cloud's identity crisis mm-hmm. stuff, and like uh, Sephiroth's discovery. They need to yeah. expand on it very carefully. Right. Very like, uh, I'd say almost nuanced. It's sort of like the original Alien. I don't want them to just add a ton of new dialogue right. and explain what's happening with the uh, Xenomorph. Right. right. Basically, they just they need to take the story they have and just give it a, a good writing pass. You know, just well, build on it. Be like, okay, well, you know, what? we can flesh out this piece here. Is kind of like what the heck do we do when we go from from Junin to yeah? Let's explore uh, the emotion of this yeah, character to Costa del yeah. Sol. Like this whole boat ride is kind of pointless. Uh, let's like make something meaningful happen yeah. here. Exactly. And kind of my point with the environmentalism is like that. That's the message of the game is yeah. you know safeguarding the planet, take care of it. Like. Mm. And that's important, but they are so ham-fisted with it in a few places. Agreed. Um, that I'm just like, okay, just T- don't do it. Maybe that's another thing we can modernize of like, yeah. like we can approach this with a little more like subtlety and tact, and not so much just like, hey, stop polluting. Yeah. And so. then, uh, so then, uh, are you done talking about three as well? Or you yeah. Want so JJ's number three. Uh, he wants to please, please, please. He says, please, please, please. Square. 
uh, bring the Final Fantasy VIII draw system and get rid of the Materia system. <laughs> uh, he hates the Materia system. It's a horrible system. He wants to draw that magic for hours and hours like he did in Final Fantasy VIII. It was really fun to draw the magic and then use the magic, but then have to draw it again. Okay? That makes that, sense. That was JJ's number three. I he mean... Re- I can see where JJ is coming from. Yeah, he really wants that that draw system for Final Fantasy VIII in there. But my number three is not changing the materia system. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and JJ disagree, and that's okay. We do. Uh, so the, I feel that the materia system, I think, is one of the best, most unique um, skill systems in any of the Final Fantasy. I personally loved it. And it's cool, too, because unlike... Um, like I love Final Fantasy IX. We just did our, our whole Final Fantasy IX book club, which you can see on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Um and I loved that, but I think the material system is so cool because it was the first time in a Final Fantasy where you could give anything to anybody. So you could pick, like, you know what, like, you can roleplay a little bit and say, I want, like, Eris is only going to have healing spells. Right. And, only, you know, like, I'm going to make her a white mage. Or you can just be like, you know what, I want Eris to just have all the black magic. Or you can give all Cloud Steel. Yeah. And, like, that was really cool. And the fact that the material ties into the lore and the plot so closely because it's like it's the Mako energy from yep. the planet coalescing into yep. a spell. And it's an extremely deep um, system, too, where you can really get right. some powerful, powerful stuff if you know how to kind of game the material. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think like the lore element, too, is what elevates it over like the sphere grid. Like Final Fantasy X had something like that, but, but the sphere like, grid is like, why, 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 is, this why is this here? Yeah. What is this? What is this doing? Whereas, like, whereas material is like... It, material is like basically is, magicite. Right. It's a magic system yeah. that where works fits in the game. perfectly into the plot of the game. Mm-hmm. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, so... That's good. I don't, like, don't touch my materia. I agree. I That's agree. That's my number three. JJ does not. He wants that draw system. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I just did my number three along with Brian, mm-hmm. so it's back to Brian. Okay. Uh, my number two is uh, uh, actually modernizing. So when we said this is what we're going to call it, modern AAA production values, mm-hmm. but that's on somebody else's list, so we'll talk about that when it gets to them. All right. Uh, number two for me is more save points in the final dungeon. Uh, in the number two in in the stock <laughs> game, the whole final, which is like a massive difficulty spike. Yes, when you get to that last, the final uh, dungeon, the, the boss, the, the, the crater, boss there's a save point at the beginning, <laughs> and if you find it, you have to find it. You get a save crystal, which you can use to create a save point somewhere else. Yeah, but that's it. So if you die anywhere in that point, and if you don't find that save crystal, yeah, and if you die during like the very last boss fight. You have to do the entire dungeon again, and it sucked. It was so bad that it's your number two. <laughs> yeah, that that was. I literally I quit playing Final Fantasy VII for like two or three months when I got to that point because I just got s- destroyed. It happened I, to me on nine, the yeah. gaunt, boss gauntlet on nine. I, that uh, was brutal. It can be tough. I, I was like, it was even on on our playthrough for the book club. I, I that was where I finally just gave up and turned cheats on and yep. just powered through it. I I quit after like the fiftieth time, like getting to the dragon. That's like three bosses in, and then dying and going, mm-hmm. oh god, I got to do it all again. Yeah. So and that had that same thing in, in the boss gauntlet where there were hidden save points that were yes. like invisible behind architecture and stuff. Or like we just. Add some more save points, or you know what? Just modernize the save system. Do auto save. Yeah, just know. let yeah. me save when I want to save. Right. Yeah, come on, JRPG. Save scum. Our save <laughs> points just is that like a a callback to how hard it was to do save states in the like those old games. It's like if we just know exactly where the player is, it's Our, just easier to it, save here. It probably saved them a lot of memory space mm-hmm. because yep. they had and they knew exactly what to write. Right. Because if you have like. You know, you're in a new place every you know, every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to account for that, right. and also like what's in your inventory. 
Uh, it lets them just have, like, here's a predefined state. This save point is here. We know all this stuff that's going to happen before this point. Here's the point you're going to be at. We know what to allocate. Yeah, right. You might have a few extraneous things that are different, but we know for just this. I tried to read, like, a white paper on game saves once, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind, and I gave up. <laughs> um, okay. Mark, do your number two, then I'll do JJ's. My number... Wait. Yeah, I'm I do gonna- JJ's first. You want me to go ahead and do JJ's? Yeah. Okay, so JJ really, really likes the character Lightning from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Of course. He is really pleading with uh, Square to add a cam- like a, maybe a longer cameo with <laughs> her uh, in it. Maybe she nice. likes uh, warps into uh, you know, Midgar. I mean, cloud, Lightning. Yeah. Uh, kind of, and they team I mean, up. She had that whole cloud uh, outfit in Lightning Returns. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe they. Maybe she like sees through into her dimension, or, like in that little dimension she's in. She can see through and sees clouds in trouble, and she comes down and and inter- interjects uh, her really really good personality that jj on like a shiva motorcycle yeah. yeah correct and then and maybe she gives cloud like all the summons in motorcycle form i like it so but <laughs> but yeah jj's the only thing he wrote down was uh please add uh lightning she's so great that's his number two <laughs> my, my number two is action oriented battle system it's also brian's number one which is where we are now we're going to talk about it brian okay and so this is my number five the one thing that i hate oh, yeah. more than anything um on the planet is I don't know about other that. Other than other than other when it comes to J when it comes to JRPGs, <laughs> I hate turn based combat. Hmm. It is boring. I have That's to watch stupid. TV. I have to watch TV when I play JRPGs with turn based combat because I need something to do while I'm just. JJ just texted me and he says he agrees. Yeah. <laughs> JJ, yeah, turn based combat is it's it's droll. And are we also, live streaming this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how's he doing that? Turn based combat. Oh, is, conference called him in. Okay, turn based combat is also a I would say a twofold thing where it's a throwback to pen and pen and uh, pen and paper games. Well, yeah. I don't want to say it's a throwback. It's more consoles this, couldn't run. I think it, it's right. kind of like save points. It's a concession to the limitations Correct. of the hardware where yeah. there so, was no way to do live battling. So let's please just bring that. There's no reason to keep doing it. Yeah, let's just bring that into mm-hmm. Oblivion and say, hey, let's make a new uh, action-oriented battle system. I'd say my uh, kind of the way I say it in mine was the Kingdom Hearts battle system. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts had an amazing, despite Mark's reservations on that on the I game. I haven't played the other ones. So might get the, better. Um, you should play the PS3 remasters. They were fantastic. They fixed most of your gripes. Oh, nice. But the uh, uh, combat in those games is amazing. It's really well done. It's fun. It's, like, reactive. There's, like... You've got to dodge and block and parry. It's, there's combos, and it's it's fun to play. It definitely, even though I didn't like it, it definitely gets the adrenaline going. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Gambit system then from Final Fantasy twelve would be really cool, too, to bring in for your AI characters and, like, layer their behaviors. Yeah. Like, something like that. Or, or even if you had an option to have, like, slow things down, let me, like, pause and do a tactical view. But But... That kind of live action combat is I mean, it's essential in a modern mm-hmm. game. Yeah. You're not you're not going to hold players. It looks like that's what they're doing in 2016. It? it looks like it. it the, the combat system looked a lot like Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 13 right. from right. that right. Um, that one trailer they showed at D3. Gotcha. So. As long as it's not Final Fantasy 13's battle system. Right. <laughs> oh, you should, funny you should say that. <laughs> right. What assume oh, it would actually probably most likely be funny. Final Fantasy 15s because it's yeah, built that, on the same sense. engine. Yeah. That, so. That's actually so. Uh, so Final What's Fantasy JJ's number one. JJ's number one is actually uh, make the combat Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> combat. It is. I'm not kidding. He said, uh, uh, you know, he's argued against that combat, but uh, recently he went back and played it and fell in love with it. He loves the uh, way you don't do anything but hit auto battle, and you can just watch the glory of the battle go on. 
Um, it is nice. So and he just loved that. He was like, man, I can't wait to just hit one button mm. and have them do everything. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, can you just imagine seeing Cloud do some cool flips and uh, swing that <laughs> buster sword? Uh, and all you have to do is hit auto battle and not have to do anything. And also you don't control your – he doesn't want to control his summons either. He wants them to be uh, random. Mm. And uh, yeah. So just that he doesn't have to have any control over. He doesn't want control. I understand. It's a good. It's a good uh-huh. battle system. I, I, if you're yeah. getting if you're getting too much damage, you just switch to the heal mode. And yeah. You heal no, not even that. And you know what they they did? They need to completely mirror. Yeah. Uh, the FF13 system and also give the different battle uh, styles uh, confusing names. So they don't actually explain. Yep. What's going to happen? Synergist is a very important one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Jose JJ wants them to just kind of incorporate Final Fantasy 13's battle system into Final Fantasy 7 remake. He Makes feels sense. like. It would really bring uh, it really bring the noise to that game and get it real. Mm. <laughs> His other suggestion was make it a first person shooter or a side scroller, but but he, he ended up landed on uh, uh, Final Fantasy. Those are good. Battle system. Those are good too. Yeah. So that's JJ's number one. Uh, I believe Tank has the best number one. I do have the best number one, <laughs> and that is we need to get rid of the got dang snowboarding mini game. <laughs> From the, where it has absolutely no place in the middle of the story, <laughs> because it's it it's so weird because it's literally a golden saucer mini game earlier in when you go to the golden saucer in like disc one, <laughs> yep. the snowboarding get like it's the same route, it's the same course and that you your... do in the game later, and it makes no sense. Like well, why am I why am I snow because the old man why? said you had to get down to the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> Why am I snowboarding? Or the walrus man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it makes no sense and it's so tonally weird with the rest of the game. Just isn't the music the golden saucer yeah, music too? Yeah, it's, it's like, that like oh, weird, is it really? like ja- like little jaunty midi thing yeah. and it's it's so it makes no sense in the context of especially cuz that's like a serious point in the story where like Sephiroth is about to like crack open the meteor and get yep. in there and ah, we got to stop him. Let's snowboard. Let's yeah, come on now. Like, get a get a get a chocobo ride down there. Pretty solid. At this yeah. point, you've already got a chocobo that's, or even a kokobo, depending on which argument you want to start. Chocobo, I think you. Yeah, I'm just cons- I'm, stripped that. I'm right conceding there. for the sake of everyone else's sanity. It's still kokobo in my heart. Kokobo. I think kokobo sounds better than chocobo. Come on, kokobo. Mm-hmm. That's kokomo. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Not in Midgar, um, but yeah. Snowboarding. It's, it's why? Mm, why? Just why? Why? <laughs> why is it there? My number one is the most obvious number one out but there. But it's the most important, I think. But it is the most important, even though you put it at number two. Uh, that's because <laughs> I, I particularly hate um, turn-based. Yeah, For me sense. specifically, but I, I recognize this being the most important. Triple Modern, modern AAA production values. Yep. Has to. HD graphics, mm-hmm. good voice acting, better recorded music, better uh, localization. Yep. Yeah, better localization. That would be this, nice guy this guy are sick. This guy are sick. That that goes without saying, but it's honestly like if they forget to do something like that, if they're just like, well, let's just give it a cool little skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. If it's just like one of their cheaper side Final Fantasy games that kind of yep. looks like last gen graphics, right? Like if it looks like I like, I know that it's a popular game, but if it looks like Bravely Default. It's gonna flop hard. Yeah, we mm. don't need that. Right, we right. we got that. It's already a... heck. If it looks like a Tales game where it kind of looks decent, but the environments are still pretty. Or even there's bland. a um, there's a a mod project. Little shout out to these guys, but they're doing amazing work. It's the Team Avalanche Restoration mod for Final Fantasy VII, and they they've been remaking Final Fantasy VII for PC 
like taking the, the PC game and like retexturing everything and it looks amazing. Yeah. Like they're rebuilding things from the ground up, like exactly like reconstructing the three D scenes. And I'm like even if they did that though, that wouldn't be quite far enough. Why why do that if someone's already doing it? They they just, managing that. They just need to overhaul this like new coat of paint. Yeah. Like Doom. It doesn't it should not be seven Final Fantasy ten HD. No. no. It needs to be Final Fantasy fifteen level production yes. value. New, Which I, they are using that engine, so I'm, I'm a, you know, I feel like it's a safe bet assume. that they're going to be. Yeah. And especially, I mean, there's no question. Uh, yeah. We didn't even need to put this on our lists, but we're being truthful. But I mean, we're, we're saying that this has to happen right. for it to be successful. And right. how long have we been waiting for them to pull the trigger on this Final Fantasy VII remake? Yeah. Like they finally did. They know. I think. I, I hope. You I don't, have I don't to, know what's going on behind the scenes at Square, but you, I, you wouldn't imagine they know what they've got in their hands. You have. They know it's their most popular of like game of all time, and if they ruin it. Yeah, they know. And that's why they didn't do it for so long. Right. Because they were like, okay, this is something that we really have to be careful on. So I think they know. I think they're playing it really close to the vest on this. At least yeah. I hope. Uh, if not, we'll see. But yeah, so I think Mark's number one, even though it wasn't mine, I think it's the most important one. The one that they need to do. I mean, it's the point. Any, it's the whole point of it. Yeah, exactly. It's the point of a remaster. Is like, hey, you know, here's a game we had, you know, back in, you know, 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't look good now. And the thing, and it was revolutionary in '97. Right. Like that's yep. Like that's why Final I, Fantasy VII turned video just game graphics AAA. on its head. Because it was AAA for 1997. Yeah. Exactly. People are just banging on the ceiling over here. Yeah, we got some. It's they, J- they're agreeing with it's us. JJ that's trying to get in. Our top, <laughs> top pick there. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> okay, I think we basically covered it. We know exactly what FF7 HD remake part one mm-hmm. whatever remaster episode needs one. to be yeah i, mean, I can't wait speak until on that is it, do you think it's going to be an episodic thing yes they've already basically said it was yeah but i don't like, mind that like how how do you oh, think that's going to work that. out let me, what if they said this is going to be episodic and also you need to pre-order it so you can get some pre-order bonuses Ugh. and also you need to buy the season pass and also, there's going to be some content you can only get if you buy the season. Then I would pass. wait. I would wait till it comes to PC and is yeah. discounted. I, I just and I kind of like imagining how they're going to do a open, you know, not an open world, but a large connected world Final Fantasy game episodically. This is going to be like episode one comes out, and then episode two comes out and like connects into the same executable and expands on that. Or like, how are they going to? I think it'll work like the di- if you look at it like the disc system back when they had the the game first. Right. I think it's going to be similar to that. Where I, and that, that's why I don't mind it. The, the first game was yeah. Episodic. Which, if they do it that yep. way, you know, if yeah. you, you get disc one and three months disc two is going to come out, yep. and three months disc three is going to come out, and, and they can do sure. it very similarly like that, where yeah. it just basically it's like a World of Warcraft does right. it, where they add huge worlds onto their already existing world. Like it's easily done. Um, and so I, I feel I'm not too worried about that. If they do that format, that gives them a, a lot more time to work on some of the later stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the game too. So it feel like, uh, if you guys have been following Hitman and all the new yeah, Hitman games, which is, it's incredible. Everyone's gushing about it. They didn't know about the episode. And now the way that game is, is a little different than final fantasy seven, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, the, it's working. The episodic nature is perfect for Hitman because yeah. you can spend one of those like Sapienza. You can spend a good three or four hours in there. Then like well I just spent three or four hours in Hitman I don't really feel like going on to another right. mission right, right. now right. so just take a break till the next one comes so, out I don't so, I don't 
great. I don't super mind the episodic content if they want to do it that way. If, they, if it's done right, obviously. It's weird. Yeah, I guess yeah. Just, we've never really had it, like an episodic JRPG. Yeah. Like, that's not really a thing. So it, I think part of it is just the the unfamiliar nature of how do you approach that question. If you're asking my opinion, I think this is their way of saying, look, this game is going to be the biggest game we've ever done because the one we originally did was the biggest game we've ever done. But to do this in modern AAA style, we have to break right. it up. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm. That's what I hear when I hear them say that. Could yeah. be completely wrong. Right. They just might be doing a money grab. But yeah. I hear them say, guys, this is the biggest game we've ever right. done. It's going to span several continents. We have to we have to do it. Exactly. And I think it's also, out. we've talked about this already today, but this goes a different direction. People need to manage their expectations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They need to just take a breath and wait. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. Don't get overhyped. Don't get overcritical. Just yeah. wait and see what happens. I mean, and one way or the other, we're getting infinitely more Final Fantasy VII Remake than I honestly believed we would ever get. I did not think this would ever be a serious product. And even if it's crappy and no one likes it, we still have the original. They're not not saying you can never play the original ever. If this is the new one, we're throwing all the other ones away. If it was Konami, they would. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, please turn in your original PlayStation discs. Send those in. But that's when I, I hear people say, I don't want them to do anything to the game other than just modernize the graphics or something like that. I'm like, why? You have the original right. game. Team like, Avalanche yeah. is doing that for you. Right. Like, just let that be its thing and let this th- be a new thing so that you can get new audience members in there. Right. Yep. You know? Like, let them be separate but equal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, before we go, did you have any other messages from JJ? I, I didn't. He just really wants to reiterate uh, his um, newfound love for Final Fantasy Thirteen. You can quote him on that. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to call it a day. Thanks for listening once again. Uh, my name is Mark. My name is Tank. And my name is Brian. Ooh, fancy. Uh, as JJ always says, keep on gaming. Unless you're Mark, and then sometimes, you know, know, occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally game. I'll I'll throw in a game when I feel like it. Recreationally pursued a little bit. Hey, game you want or something. Our theme song was made available through the Creative Commons Attribution License by 
Ziphoid. The song title is Radical Fanfare.